Yeah, industry, main business architecture is going to be open or closed, or perhaps both. Let me tell you a little bit of how the industry is evolving right now. Of course, it's going to be, and it might be that we're going to see both approaches to the development of a business architecture for AI. But right now, uh, let me explain the open and closed of uh, the AI industry through the development of two main players in the so-called foundational layer of AI. If you've been following the previous episodes of the podcast, you know what the foundational layer is. But for now, let's jump this discussion and let go, let's go through it right now. On one side, you got uh, what I like to call the closed, centralized, top-down data processing approach which is that of uh, OpenAI Microsoft. And then on the other side, you can you get the open decentralized on-edge data processing approach, which is a mixture of uh, AWS, Stable Diffusion, and uh, Apple. Let me explain the, those two differences. And of course, this, uh, this is not an ethical dilemma. It's more like a business architecture dilemma. And again, we might end up having the two kinds of architecture uh, working in in the market offering different kind of value propositions to to users and just like today for instance you get um, you know the the difference between ios and android where uh, ios it's uh, closed uh, operated by apple and controlled by apple so in in this case uh, the ios is the partnership between uh, openai and microsoft so the the similar approach uh, of to ios and the iphone it's like openai and microsoft partnership where on the other side you get uh, you know android uh, which uh, where anyone can develop on top of uh, and um, in this case the android uh, kind of architecture for, for AI is more like the stable diffusion one uh, and the, uh, the iPhone, uh, Apple becoming uh, Apple's iPhone and uh, moving forward becoming as, uh, you know, the primary uh, platform for this model to, to be run as we see on the uh, on edge. And I, I'll explain what it means. But again, it's uh, neither good or bad, meaning that uh, even in the uh, actual, in the current contraposition of uh, um, iOS and Android, you, you have two major corporations owning the, the operating systems. And uh, at the end of the day, um, it's still a duopoly. So, of course, hopefully uh, the AI market is going to evolve more with more players at the foundational layer. But, uh, you know, uh, we know also that uh, due to network effects, we're gonna, we might end up at least in the foundational layer with a couple, two or a few players that control the, the whole industry, the whole market. Now, in the, in the uh, OpenAI Microsoft partnership um, architecture, the reason why I say it's a closed, centralized, top-down uh, data processing approach, it's because you get uh, OpenAI that uh, develops uh, and pre-trains its own models on top of Microsoft Azure. And then when the model is ready, it doesn't uh, necessarily release the model as an open source version. Of course, for instance, if you go on GitHub, you're going to find a limited open source version of uh, GPT-3. And of course, the reasoning behind that is, uh, according to OpenAI, is that uh, in order to make sure uh, that um, the company is going to protect, uh, you know, the, 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 the people from having other, you know, bad actors using the model 
or the data behind the model in a way that uh, it might be used for for bad, bad reasons then of course um, OpenAI is not releasing you know the, the the way the model has been trained the pipeline or everything else yeah, for instance the last release was in 2020 with GPT-3 but again was a limited release and then uh, you have the uh, the um, OpenAI APIs which are open APIs, meaning that anyone can access and can request to access those APIs to build any business application on top of it. And it's very important to, um, to stress out that while the API endpoints are open, you still interact in a closed environment. And that's good because it gives OpenAI control over what you can do with uh, its own foundational models. But it's also true that it's a centralized approach where each time that there is an iteration between whatever business application you have built and uh, the, the underlying model, then this iteration goes through a central uh, player. So it goes through the OpenAI Microsoft partnership. So even if you train, let's say, your Fentune, uh, an AI avatar uh, lawyer, this AI avatar lawyer, although is going to have several components built on top of the foundational layer, at fundamental level is going to still in, be interacting through the OpenAI APIs with the foundational layer. So it's going to be like sort of centralized approach and it's going to be top, top down data processing approach because again, the data for, for uh, you know, uh, for using the model, the foundational model and for fine tuning the foundational model will go back to the uh, OpenAI Microsoft uh, infrastructure, AI infrastructure. On the other side, you get a different approach, which is the stable diffusion approach. Uh, of course, behind stable diffusion, there is still a company, um, an entity called uh, Stability AI. But then stable diffusion is completely released, is completely released as an open source. So contrary to what happens to, for instance, with the GPT-3, uh, what happened with GPT-3, well, for instance, you get the latest version, uh, which is dated, uh, I think, uh, mid-2020. With stable diffusion, each time that the model is pre-trained, uh, and the model is pre-trained on, uh, it uses AWS infrastructure to pre-train the model. Because again, uh, the pre-train, if you uh, listen to one of the previous episodes, you're going to understand that uh, what's, uh, what is very expensive and requires a lot of computing power is the pre-training of the model. So once uh, Stable Diffusion pre-trains the model on top of uh, AWS infrastructure, then it releases the model trying to actually make the model as light as possible. So in the stable diffusion case, uh, actually the way um, the, the model is, uh, uh, is actually released is compressed and therefore it means that anyone can download the model as open source on top of GitHub but can also run it uh, on top of, uh, of, uh, of an iPhone. And that's the interesting part. So again, you get the model which is pre-trained on AWS. It's then open sourced completely on GitHub. And then on the other side, you can download the model and use it, for instance, source on your iPhone. Because for instance, right now, iPhone has um, uh, an, uh, the, the, the neural engine, which is an engine that uh, presents like a machine learning toolkit to is able to actually uh, process any kind of uh, 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 you know, the, the stable diffusion model on top of the iPhone so that you can perform many tasks like, for instance, image generation. And that's where the, the thing uh, becomes decentralized because you have, uh, uh, you know, pre-trained model by stable diffusion, which is completely released as open source. You can download that. You can start using it, you know, either on your desktop device or, for instance, on your iPhone. 
and then you can use that model for whatever reason you want and the data processing is going to be happening on edge meaning it's going to be happening for instance let's say on the device or whoever is using is using that model so it's, it's not going to require you to actually pass this data back through apis to stable diffusion instead you simply download the model as an open source and you start using it in whatever way you think it makes sense of course it's very important to highlight that also there, um, if you want to scale the model, if you want to uh, customize the model, the stable diffusion model, you're going to need to be quite expert in it. At it. And, um, you know, chances are, chances are that you want, you want, but of course you can become quite expert in developing also on top of stable uh, diffusion. But chances are that if you want to uh, scale and service, you're going to go back to stable diffusion and stable diffusion is going to stability high, which uh, as the core development team that uh, developed stable diffusion is going to come back to you and uh, say okay now if you want to do uh, more scale and uh, service on top of this model of stable diffusion for whatever reason then uh, you're going to have to pay an enterprise deal for us to actually uh, to actually uh, keep developing uh, in the way you want us to scale uh, and service the model for you so those are the two approaches right now that are developing and uh, look at them more like as uh, ios versus android uh, where you, are, you have, uh, again, a more closed, uh, centralized, top-down data processing approach with the OpenAI Microsoft Partnership, where you get instead a more um, open, open simply because, again, once the model is ready, then it gets released 100% open source. So you get the whole code, the, the whole, um, uh, you know, um, uh, model uh, available, which you can download on GitHub. Decentralized because, because the model uh, is um, uh, developed in a way that is so light that you can download it also on a device like an iPhone through the neural engine. And then it's uh, 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 the data processing happen, happens on edge because, of course, again, here the data doesn't have to go back to stability AI uh, to run stable diffusion, you can simply run it on your device. Contrary to the other architecture where instead, again, the, the system is closed because, again, we don't know what's the data that has been used for the training, what are the parameters and stuff like that. It's centralized because even when the model is released, what is released, uh, the open source version is a very limited version. And therefore, if you want to use the model, you need to use it through the open APIs of, um, uh, um, the, of, of OpenAI. So through the APIs, and therefore it means that uh, to process the data, even if you're building like a very powerful AI model on top of the foundation layer, you still need to go back to um, to interact with the OpenAI Microsoft infrastructure, to interact with the foundation layer, to fine tune the foundation layer for whatever specific tasks you have. So that's a little bit how the AI is evolving right now in terms of business architecture.